Oh yeah, stop messing about. That may be inappropriate. You you may feel to um, do an impression of Kenneth Williams ahead of a Hammer Horror Dracula movie. But then we are talking about Lust for a Vampire, aren't we? Now, Lust for a Vampire is thought to be one of the camper films of the Hammer Horror um, canon. And I could also have started with because it's 1970s after all. And this one also set in a girl's finishing school so you know what you're looking at when you start is at the naughtier end of the Hammer films. And around this time, you know, you've got the Karnstein films which do have in there Vampire Lovers, which really signals the sort of sexual, uh, semi-sort of faux lesbian feel of um, of the vampires with Ingrid Pitt and Madeline Smith in that movie. And then you've got the Karnstein film Twins of Evil, which has some lovely moments in it, particularly a great performance by Peter Cushing as Gustav Weil. But really, the two Collinson twins in there are there because... Although they do, they do put up quite a nice performance. They're there because of their um, the way they look, and you know you do have the biting on the breast um, situation with that. It's more of a sexual film. That's the way it is here. As I say, set in a girls' finishing school. The precursor to that is uh, widowed peaked. Uh, widows peaked, should I say, and becloaked Mike Raven. So you know you're not in for a great piece of work when he is there, bringing back um, a vampire to life by slitting the throat of uh, a young woman. It's always a young woman, and then just pouring on the um, the blood onto the. Uh, onto the vampire, onto the uh, skeleton. It's it's really not ideal. The skeleton's in a light box, basically, for a coffin, and suddenly the uh, the sheet starts to move and the the creature sits up. So, back to the main meat of this, which I think I've said this a third time, is a girl's finishing school. So the hero of the piece, more of him anon, is a writer. And arrives at the school, just have a look round, and sees arriving there Mia Carla, who is um, played by rather vacant, blonde, conventionally beautiful um, Jutta Stensgaard. And he falls instantly in love with her because that's what you do. So he inveigles his way in to. Um, to become a a teacher there. He sees uh, uh, in the local tavern that he frequents, and he's he's quite a, a lovely person in the in the uh, in, in, in the tavern, quite well known and a bit of a carouser. He sees there David Healy, who often plays up class twits, who's um, said he's about to go on uh, to to be the teacher there, but wants to meet this gentleman, who is Richard Lestrange, because he is a famous writer. And I'm a bit of a writer myself, Raymond Pelly tells him. He's not interested, Lestrange, until he hears that he was going to be the teacher. So he says, actually, 
you could help me with my next book because it needs some research in Vienna cut to him speaking to the um, the head mistress I suppose you'd call her now the governess what I suppose that's what you'd you'd call her of the um, of the school saying I'm sorry he had to go to to uh, Vienna for a sudden operation but I couldn't be the teacher it's all very laissez-faire this but that's what schooling and girls finishing schools were like at the time I suppose he can't seem to do much apart from literature and in the school it's set in the 19th century in the school um, Mia Carla knows a lot about um, other um, about uh, uh, 17th, uh, 18th century writers, but nothing about modern writers. Very strange. In the meantime, girls are going missing. They are, one is dumped in the well, looked over by uh, a smiling Mike Raven, who's doing the dumping after the blood is siphoned from the body via the usual two-pronged attack. And we also, in the middle of this, have um, Ralph Bates, who's, I always think, whose work is actually, I love his arrogance and and his, um, his haughty demeanour, you know, in Taste the Blood of Dracula and also in um, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. And, you know, he's great actor for that. Here he plays someone slightly different. He plays, he plays Giles Barton, who is a sort of nerdy school teacher, very interested in genealogy, very interested in the Karnstein family, because above the school, of course, impressively atop a, a, a rather jagged hill, is the Karnstein castle. So he's got his hair parted in the middle. He's very dark, as we know. So, you know, there's parted in the middle. He's got a pair of um, pebble glasses on, that kind of thing, quite sweaty most of the time. And he finds out who Mia Carla is. Because there is, in the grounds of the school, a sarcophagus for Carmilla Karnstein, one of the famous evil Karnstein family and he says that you know at the time of course um, it was usual for um, families to change the name around of uh, their uh, for, of their next born child I'm not sure it was and one of the the girls blurts out well Carmilla Mia Carla the net is closing in no one seems to understand that or take it any further, apart from Ralph, who asks to see Mia Carla, you to Stensgard, and says, I know all about you. I know who you are. I've been doing extensive writings on you. Bit obsessed with her. Takes out his crucifix, and then in the very nice moment, turns it the other way around. Look, I've inverted the crucifix. I've studied your ways. And she gives him the two-pronged attack. And in a very lovely moment, then just leaves him. She takes the blood from him. He's pale and dying. Just walks away. And he's left to say, hello, Mikala, come back. <laughs> and of course, he expires. It's a lovely moment, that actually. 
Well, you know, the bodies are piling up, really. And an inspector comes. But don't worry, because the inspector who wants to know what's happening here and is concerned that the, um, the death warrant, the death report, has just said that she died of a heart attack, which is provided by the sinister, um, the sinister Countess Harrison, played by Barbara Jefford, who just suddenly arrives and says, don't worry, I'll sort this out. I've got a personal physician with me. Suddenly they say, what did she die of? And in marches Mike Raven, heart attack. Of course, it's not Mike Raven's voice here. It's Valentine Dial. So it wasn't even his voice. And actually, he does have quite a deep voice, you know. I don't think he's that much different to the work that Valentine Dial did, but clearly they don't feel they can trust him to do that. And I understand that. So, the policeman's not happy with this. Goes to investigate, goes down the well, sees the body, thinks, ooh, something's afoot here. But as he's coming back up, the rope is cut by Mike Raven, who, of course, is playing Count Karnstein. Well, it's not made clear in the plot. And he dies as well. God, the bodies aren't half stacking up. Then, the father of the dead girl arrives. Susan Pelly, played to no real effect by Pippa Steele. He arrives and, he, and want, uh, with his own doctor, who's got an exhumation order. Of course, he does exhume the body, but the pathologist says, well, you know, the, the, the story they cook up is that she killed herself. She threw herself from Karnstein Castle. And as the pathologist said, she might have had a heart attack on the way down. That's probably what killed her. However, they do notice there were two large bites on her neck. In the meantime, Lestrange has told um, Mia Carla how much he loves her. And she succumbs to him. More of that in a minute. So, although Janet Playfair, who is sort of, well, there's, there's kind of, um, sort of, Roman Greek dancing in sort of, you know, billowing shifts to show the shape of their bodies. And um, and generally that's what happens with um, Janet Playfair, played by Susanna Lee, who uh, is taking those classes. She goes round to, to see Richard Lestrange, also tells him she loves him. So, God, he's quids in here. They're all after him. But she's very interested to hear... Um, how they can progress this. They should go to the police, of course. The strange says we shouldn't go to the police at all because he's in love with Mia Carla, even though he knows so much's going on. He's in love with her, so what do you do? Shop her to the police or marry her? That's not really going to end well because, you know, she is a vampire. Anyway, in the meantime, with all the bodies, again, piling up, the villagers start to get cheesed off by this and they do what villagers do in time honored tradition they get some flaming torches and form a mob led by the father who's a kind of bumptious character and they go to Karnstein Castle to try and kill the family drains they hadn't done this before but the confluence of having this bumptious American guy and a visiting priest arrive seem to force them over the edge. Plus there's quite a lot of wood around so you can get some nice burning torches out of that, so that works well. So we get to the castle, 
Mia Carla, who was at the school, it's a finishing school, did I mention that? A girl's finishing school, yes. Is suddenly at the castle and meets her end when a flaming piece of timber shaped like a stake comes down from the ceiling and stakes her through the heart. That's quite a nice thing. What's not is that we cut to her lover, Lestrange, we cut back to her and the burning body is clearly some kind of stuffed model. So that's not ideal. And really, that's where it ends because the Count and the Countess are just there in the flames and we assume they died in that way. So, there's your basic plot. There's not much to it. And there's quite a lot not to like about this movie, but actually, some things to like. What people generally like about this movie is that it has a sense of high camp. And it does, but that means that you don't get much horror. There are many scares. There isn't really much mild peril. There's some Kensington gore. You know, the blood flows and it ha it's that special hammer blood. So it's got that, it really stands out on the screen. But you know what to expect here. There are vampires biting each other and you don't get much sense that people are in danger. And that's because generally people offer themselves, you know, the women of the school, it's a girls finishing school, did I mention that? They offer themselves to Mia Carla. Ralph Bates' character, the teacher, offers himself to Mia Carla. So, you know, generally, people aren't in any sense of danger. They're not being stalked. They're not being, they're not being, um, they're, they're having what they want. And that often happens with vampire movies, you know, I think this is what I want, but in the middle of this, I realise it's not. However, you don't have a charismatic figure here. You know, there isn't a charismatic count figure. You've got Jutta Stensgaard as Mia Carla. Ingrid Pitt was offered the job, turned it down. And I don't think that really it's written in that kind of way. She doesn't, that is a kind of charismatic feel, doesn't seem to be enjoying her lot as a vampire doesn't seem to be having that kind of uh, I rule the world feel Mike Raven tries to do that can't really get there because he's not really an actor in my view and really it's interesting the way it's written because Jimmy Sangster wrote this it's interesting the way it's written because she does the character does question whether or not she wants to be you know, it's it's her destiny. But does she really want to be this? And part of the reason why um, we have this is because she falls in love with Lestrange. Now, one of the reasons why um, she falls in love with a male character and this particular uh, situation is because there were some issues with the British Board of Film Classification for, um, for vampire lovers because there was overt lesbianism in there. So, um, so Jimmy Sangster um, replaced Terence Fisher, short notice. It was thought that it was because of censorship issues and there's less um, overt lesbianism here. There is, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get to see quite a lot of, um, of Jutta Stensgaard 
you know, her nightdress is dropped and as she's getting a massage and that sort of thing. But there's a, an interesting scene, although it does mess around with the legend, when she succumbs to the advances of Lestrange. They do have sex. And there is a, uh, a teased biting of the neck, which doesn't happen. She obviously, um, she does it quite well, actually, in a kind of expected way, has a kind of orgasmic situation. He's a great lover, because of course he is. And so, he, she's in two worlds, really, and that's interesting. Character of Lestrange, played by Richard Johnson, Johnson, can't find much about him, um, is interesting because he's just... He has no real emotional... Um, he has no emotional feeling at all. It's just about... You know, he says he's in love, but really it's all about him. Everything's based around him. And that's very interesting for that character. I think that... Um, that the kind of arrogance he has is makes it a much for a much more interesting character but you know they don't half mess around with the legend here you know you've got um people being bitten who don't, don't come back they're dead they don't come back you've got um so you know you don't have any vampires really in this you've only got Mia Carla you've got quite a lot of daytime shots masquerading as nighttime shots that's really not ideal. And it's almost as if they want to, um, they wanted two strands of this kind of, um, this kind of film. You know, you've got the strand with Cushing and Lee, and Cushing was offered a part in this, didn't take it. Um, you've got that strand, and then you've got a separate strand, the Karnstein strand, which messes about with things slightly. Ralph Bates calls this film one of the worst films ever made. I'm not sure about that. It does have a sort of teen, um, a teen floaty chart, 70s chart uh, track, Sweet uh, Strange Love, uh, sung by Tracy, who was a teenage singer from London uh, during the coupling scene. It was released as a single. And, you know, people generally didn't really like it. It's directed with very little frill the story is told you know uh, although you know British cult cinema said that it's got a, a good script and there is something different to this it's confused it's a very confused movie but I can understand what they were trying to do in taking two strands the one strand you'd expect and another strand that you were thinking well that sounds a bit different you've messed about with the legend it's a different kind of vampire, but this movie is only three and a half out of five because really all you've got is the camp. And whilst I enjoy that, I'm here to see a Hammer horror film. And this really doesn't scare me at all. Fangs, but no fangs. And if you think that's bad, some of this script isn't great either. Ta-ta!